0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Bet $50 at Winbet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with Winbet. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And finally, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. You are listening to another international edition of the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also, follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. It's at BetMUFC. At betmefc. I'll be using that a lot more during the summer as Manchester United look to rebuild their squad. And finally, follow the Twitter account for lockbetting.com. It's at lockbetting.com. That's at lockbetting.com. So lockbetting.com without a dot at lockbetting.com. That's the Twitter account for my premium pay service that has now delivered 108 months in a row of transparent track profit. 108 months means nine years, and that means for nine years, we have been undefeated every single month in sports betting, and we are targeting month number 109 here in the month of June. The month of June is tagged as a quiet month, but that is certainly not the case. We have a ton of international soccer action. We are going into the grass court season in tennis with Wimbledon coming up at the end of the month. We have loads of combat sport with UFC and boxing, and of course, WWE money in the bank at the start of next month but we'll be looking at putting bets out for that this month. And of course, we are hitting the end of the NBA season and we are having our strongest year in the NBA so far. And we are also making money nearly every single night in the MLB and the NHL. We are coming off a 6-0 run as we record this podcast. So if you want to be a part of the service, head over to LockBetting.com. If you want to do your research first, and you should, because everything is transparent and tracked, Head over to the Twitter account I mentioned at LockBank.com. Look at the pin tweet. The pin tweet will be the PL for the previous month, which is the month of May. But you can see all of the previous PLs. Go to the PL for the month of May. Have a look at the spreadsheet. Have a look at the type of plays we do. Look at the sports. Look at the stakes. It's all very, very sensible. And have a look at the members' comments verifying the fact we have delivered 108 months of profit. And to see other months, go down to the bottom of the page. You'll see little tags. They say, things like soccer, tennis, NBA, etc. If you click soccer, you'll see all our soccer bets. If you click tennis, you'll see all our tennis bets. If you click NBA, you'll see all the NBA bets. If you click PL, you'll have access to all of the other previous p ls Again, look at the type of bets we do, look at the sports, look at the stakes. You'll see all sensible staking. And once again, at the bottom of every single spreadsheet, you'll see members verifying the fact that LockBetting.com has delivered 108 months in a row of transparent Track Profit, undefeated every single month so far for nine straight years. Moving on with this international edition of the EPL show, we are coming off cashing another lock, so our international streak continues. We are having such a strong season with international football, so hopefully it can continue. As I said, we are coming off a 6-0 run. 2-0 2 and 0 in US sports last night and a 4 and 0 run in soccer so we look to continue that here with our official plays over at lockbetting.com and we look to have a strong show here on the podcast with our leans before we move over to the Nations League we are going to be looking at this World Cup qualifier that goes down tonight World Cup qualifier from the Asia section the winner of this will go on to meet Peru to see who qualifies for the final spot in the 2022 World Cup This match will take place at a neutral field, but UAE are listed as the home team and they are the 4-1 underdogs to win this game on the money line. It's 23-10 on the draw and Australia here are available at 4-5. Australia are the 4-9 favourites to qualify with UAE listed at 7-4. For me, I think Australia are just going to be too strong here. UAE have done well to get to this stage. However, they come into this having lost four of their last seven, whereas Australia are on a run of just three defeats in their last 19. Also, the last six meetings between these two sides have seen UAE just win once. It's been 32 years since UAE last qualified for the World Cup, where they were knocked out of Italia 90 at the group stage, but they come into this one just two wins away from Qatar 2022. However, I just think the form book is against them here. We're playing this on a neutral field, and they have lost four of their last seven matches. Each of those defeats came away from home, and that includes a 5-0 drubbing against Qatar. And uh, they only got a 1-1 draw against Gambia. And that's a country who are ranked 55 places below them, according to the FIFA rankings. Australia are ranked as the 42nd highest team in the world. And that is 26 places above UAE whom they have lost to just once in the last six meetings, as I said. And they've won each of the last previous two World Cup qualifying head-to-head meetings against them. So I think everything here points to Australia. And I am quite surprised we are getting a decent price here of 4-5, to minus 125. And we will ride it here. We will simply take Australia on the money line to set up that final playoff clash with Peru to determine the final spot in the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Up next, we do move on to the Nations League action, and we start here with a game between Finland and Montenegro, where Finland are the even-money favourites. It's 11-5 on the draw, and it's 3-1 here on Montenegro. Weird game for me to cover, because I try to primarily focus on the key games, which this isn't. But for me, this is a red hot under. And uh, you do have to lay some juice because it is four to six minus 150. But I think given the data, this is a decent price. I just don't see three goals here in this game. Five of Montenegro's last eight games have featured fewer than three goals and five of Finland's last six games have featured, have featured, um, fewer than three goals. Finland have drawn two of the last three games, one, one, and three of Montenegro's last eight away games have also finished all square. So there could be some value here on the draw, but ultimately, I just don't see a goal fest here. I see two teams canceling each other out, and I think there's value here on the four to six here for this game. So I'm going to take Finland and Montenegro under two and a half goals as my first lean here, and that one is available at four to six minus one fifty. Up next, we move on to Bosnia versus Romania, where Bosnia are the twenty-one to twenty favorites. It's twenty-three to ten on the draw, and it's five to two on Romania. Well, we can rewind to what I just said for the last game again. I have this clash between Bosnia and Romania pegged as a under. So we're going to take under two and a half goals here in this one as well. Slightly better price here. We're getting seven to ten in this one. But we are also getting strong data once again. Perhaps even stronger data making this possibly a stronger play. Seeing as the data is stronger and we're getting a slightly better price. Fewer than three goals have been scored in seven of Bosnia's last eight matches. Eleven of Bosnia's last 13 home matches have featured fewer than three goals. Goals, and fewer than three goals have been scored in nine of Romania's last 11 internationals. This data makes 7-10 to 10 look very, very good here. And we're going to take that here as our second lean from the Nations League here in this game between Bosnia and Romania. Up next, we move on to the game of the day, perhaps the game of the week It's always a massive encounter. It doesn't matter if it's a friendly, a European qualifier, a European championship game or a World Cup matchup. England versus Germany, or in this case, Germany versus England is always major and they will face off in the Nations League tonight. Germany are the 13 to 10 favourites to win this game. It's 12 to 5 here on a draw and England are available here as the underdogs at 21 to 10. For me, this is a monstrous revenge spot for the Germans. Now, you can argue that it's just the Nations League. But as I said, when Germany play England, whether it be a friendly, whether it be on the competitive international stage, whenever it may be, it's a huge, huge game. And Germany were embarrassed by England last summer in the Euros. Now, avid England fans were point to that win against Germany as proof that England can beat the big teams. There is a criticism that is fired at Gareth Southgate's England, that they've had a very, very cushy path through to one World Cup semi-final, where they lost when they had to face an organised and talented Croatia side. And then they had an equally cushy route to the Euro 2020 final, where they lost to a well-organised Italy team in the final. Now, England fans will point to the fact that, hey, we beat Germany... In the last 16, we can be a quality team. Whereas critics will give the counterpoint that. This was one of the most disorganized and disjointed German teams in the history of major competitions. I mean, Joachim Lowe was ready to leave the job. Everybody knew he was leaving and everybody was criticizing him for his tactics and the disjointed performances of the team. I mean, you have Joshua Kimmich, one of the best holding midfielders in the world, playing as a right wing back with Germany playing a back three when they didn't particularly have great center backs to pull that off. In fact, they were significantly lacking pace with Matt Hummels, frequently exposed as one of the centre-back three, meaning that you were continuously playing your opposition onside because your centre-backs couldn't get out fast enough. Meanwhile, your, your full-backs or your wing-backs were bombing down the pitch. It was just a tactical mess. And for me, I've always felt like England beat a very, very weakened German side. And I believe that Gareth Southgate still hasn't beaten Any major force in any of the major competitions. And I still think the jury remains out on him, despite the fact he has reached a semi final and he has reached a major final. I think Germany are going to expose England here. I think it's a bad spot for England. Yes, the German players have had a long season too, but England's performance against Hungary was very, very unacceptable. You can't really harshly criticise the players for it, much like um, the Belgian players, Kevin de Bruyne, spoke out about not wanting to play in the Nations League and how it was necessary and whereas England haven't spoke out about it you could tell from their performance that they didn't really want to play against Hungary. For Germany they will raise their game here because as I said they were embarrassed last summer and they will want to beat England here therefore I lean towards Germany getting that win. I also look at the German form and use that as a reason to take this play as well. Germany are unbeaten in their last 10 games and the hosts have won four straight home games scoring 19 times. England have lost three of their last four Nations League games, whereas Germany have seen both teams score in three of their last four. So England could score here, but I think they're going to be outscored by the Germans. Hansi Flick has come in and has proven the fact that Jokey Lowe really wasn't invested in the job in the late stages of it. He had the job too long. He was getting stale. His tactics were getting stale. Now, with a fresh coat of paint, we're looking at a German team who, in my opinion, are genuine contenders for the World Cup in November. They have everything that you need on paper to challenge for the World Cup. If you look at their goalkeeper, Manuel Neuer has consistently been one of the best goalkeepers in the world. He is the face of the sweeper-keeper system that everybody now wants to play. Manuel Neuer was the first to do that and he remains a world-class goalkeeper. Looking at the back, they have attacking fullbacks that like to get forward and they are protected by the centre-back pair of Nicolas Saul and Antonia Rudiger, if that's who Germany choose to go for. But they have a plethora of other defenders to choose from as well. In midfield, we already mentioned Joshua Kimmich. He'll be partnered by the likes of Eike Gundogan and Leon Goretzka of Bayern Munich. Up top, they have so many attacking options. When you're looking at Timo Werner, Leroy Sané, Serge Gnabry... Uh, Kai Havertz, Thomas Muller still playing. And then you have the creative midfielder there in Tony Cruz, who proved in the Champions League this season that he can still play. He can still help his team win a Champions League. Also up top, they have young players coming through, like Karim Adiyimid, who just signed for Borussia Dortmund. So this is a strong, strong side, a strong, strong squad. And they could be real contenders here. And I think they can lay down their marker here by beating this England team. If you don't want to take Germany on the money line, you can still get a decent price on them here to win as a pick. Germany as a pick is available at four to six minus 150. I just don't see England going to Germany and winning this game. Hansi Flick has got this team well drilled now and people are underestimating Hansi Flick. People seem to forget about managers when they move on to the international stage. Don't forget, while Hansi Flick was the a Munich manager, they won the Champions League and were favourites again to win it in the next season. The only reason that they got knocked out. I'm not saying it's the only reason they didn't win, but the main reason they got knocked out is because they lost Robert Lewandowski, who is the ultimate key player for any side when he's in the side, and he was the key player for Bayern Munich. He was out of both legs of the tie against Paris Saint-Germain, and they still only went out with a 3-3 draw. They went out on away goals when the away goals rule was still in play. They were the favourites for that competition. They were the dominant force in Europe when Hansi Flick left the job. So people are forgetting very quickly what he did with Bayern Munich and he's come over here to Germany and he's remained undefeated as the German manager, winning every single game but one and that game was a draw. So... Germany unbeaten in their last 10. I think they want revenge here. And I think they'll be able to outscore England. This is going to be an entertaining game. But ultimately, I think the Germans will just want it more. And I think, once again, England will be exposed against the big teams. And I'm not counting that win against Germany as England proving anything. Germany were very, very disjointed. Were very, very disorganized. Were ready for a change of manager. They've got that now. And I think he's going to guide them to a win here tonight. I'm going to take Germany To win this game, I like Germany on the money line, but I would not dissuade you from taking the minus one fifty, the four to six on Germany as a pick. I think that's a safe play. I think if this game has any other result, it's going to be a draw. I don't see England picking up a win, so you're guaranteed at least a push there. In my opinion, from this one up next, we move on to a couple of games here from Wednesday we begin with Belgium at home to Poland where Belgium are the three to five favourites. It's 14 to five on the draw and it's 17 to four here on Poland. The standout play for me here is the fact that both teams to score is priced up at 10 to 11. It's 10 to 11 yes and it's 10 to 11 no. I just don't see how both teams are not finding the net here. I think this is a great great play here for this game. We saw Belgium ship four goals against the Netherlands. However, they still got their goal in that game. That now means that Belgium have scored in every single game since they lost to France in the 2018 World Cup. Belgium have also opened the scoring in four of their previous five games. The only time that didn't happen was in the last game. So if they score here first, that'll be the fifth time in the last six games. And um, perhaps they'll be more motivated here after that defeat, whereas they've spoke out about not wanting to play in the Nations League. Perhaps they will be looking for a bounce back here. But I still think that Poland will be able to score even if Belgium put forth a maximum effort. Both teams have scored in six of Belgium's last seven matches and both teams have scored in four of Poland's last five. So a very, very good chance of that cashing, especially when you look at the fact that Belgium don't really want to be playing this. I can't really think of any reason why they're going to keep a clean sheet here. And Poland, they're not exactly defensive masters either, and they're coming up against a Belgium team who tend to score goals even when they're being destroyed by a team like Holland like they were last time out. During that game, uh, Belgium had a goal that was taken off by VAR and they had chances at the end to score more goals. In the end, they only ended up with one. But the fact they were still creating chances gives me hope that they'll be able to notch a couple of goals here in this game. I look for this to be a high-scoring game and for both teams to score in it, which is why I'm surprised that we're getting the price of 10 to 11 minus 110 for both teams to find in that here in this one. Final game we are going to look at here is Wales at home to the Netherlands, where Wales, who have qualified for the World Cup as a result of beating Ukraine, are the 5-1 underdogs here at home. It's 3-1 on the draw and Holland are the short 4-7 favourites. This is a chalky play, but I'm going to take Holland here on the money line. Now, we are going against strong data here. Wales haven't lost at home since 2018, but this is the ultimate letdown spot of letdown spots. You've just put everything into qualifying for the world cup there's absolute euphoria around wales for doing that and i just feel like here this is a big big letdown spot because you have quality opposition coming to wales here looking for a win and i think holland will get that win wales hate playing against holland wales have lost all eight prior head-to-head meetings with the dutch both teams, though, have scored in all three head-to-heads held on Welsh soil, so expect Wales to get a goal here, but I just think they're going to be outscored by this Dutch team. Four of Wales' last five home internationals saw them concede at least once, and both of the Netherlands' wins during 2020 have also seen both teams score. So, what you have here is very, very good data to tack on both teams to score to the Holland win, which gives you a much better price of 3-1, to one. but ultimately, I think... I think Louis van Hal's men continue to win and I think they end Wales' very, very good home record having not lost at home on home soil since 2018. Lou van Haal is unbeaten as the Holland manager during this run as the Holland manager. Scoring goals hasn't been a problem for Holland. Scoring goals in this fixture hasn't been a problem for Holland. They have hit at least twice in each of the last six matches against Wales while maintaining a 100% win rate. Moreover, both of their wins in this calendar year have seen them score four goals. So. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. You can play it many different ways. You could take uh, Holland to win and add on the over 1.5 team total. You could take Holland to win in over two and a half goals. And the biggest price will be on Holland to win and both teams to score, which is available at 3-1. to one. But ultimately, i like Holland to come away with the win here in this one. Closing out with your lock on the show... To be honest, I really like everything I've picked out here. Some of this stuff will be showing up as premium plays over on the LockBetting.com service. But your lock here has to be Germany as a pick here at 4-6-150. to I just don't see them losing to England. Therefore, you will be protected with this play if it ends up being a draw. I think a draw would be a good result for England based on the way they played against Hungary. But as I said, England look much more like the team that don't want to be here. And when you look at these top countries that have top players, the likes of Spain, France, Belgium, England, Germany, they probably all don't want to be playing Nations League at the moment. But when you're looking for extra motivation... I think here Germany have that. They will want to avenge what happened last summer. I think this squad is very, very quietly being overlooked as a dark horse for the World Cup. I think Hansi Flick's ability as a manager has somehow been forgotten. And I just feel Germany are going to make a statement here. In this game. I like them on the money line, but I think the lock here at four to six minus one fifty on Germany as a pick is a much safer way to play it. A German win gets you the win, a draw gets you a push. You only lose if England win this game, and I just don't see that happening here in this one. That's it for another international edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys, and thanks for listening.